Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. Uh, tonight, we're, we're still talking about, you know, we've been on a series, Seat, Walk, Stand. Seat, Walk, Stand. An amazing, amazing teaching, amazing series that, you know, Dr. Phil has been taking us through. And when you were talking about the armor of God, because armor of God is the, is the, uh, the latter part of Ephesians. And I'm sure God laid in his heart that there was a need to emphasize, you know, the initial part of Ephesians, which lays the doctrine, which lays the foundation, which tells us about who we are, which tells us about our value, which tells us about, about our worth, amen, which tells us about our identity. And there's the same thing that we're going to be talking about tonight. And it tells you, so, so when we're talking about expanded value, we're not talking about more inputs. We're talking about more outputs. I don't know that you understand what that means. We're saying that uh, it's the same you. We're not saying, of course, don't know more, don't do more. But we're saying the same skill that you have. The same knowledge you have. We're saying with the same qualification. We're saying with the same things you have done before, you are getting more results. Uh, value. You need to understand what value is. Value, value is, what, is what makes money make sense. Money is paper. Do you understand? Money is paper. It's made from trees. But because of value, money can now buy something. Do we understand? You can now exchange it for something in other words because of the value because of the value that money carries that 1000 naira carries i can exchange it for for sharon zobo and stephanie's egg and stephanie's smoothie let me just use this to hold my free one after the church for this advertisement in other words you are saying our because of the, i would rather exchange those things for this value do we understand what i'm saying so when we are saying increased value when we're talking about expanded value it means is because it's a supernatural thing do you understand what i'm saying it means the same people are seeing you differently are seeing you of greater value and because of that what they used to exchange with you has now increased it's the same service but the way your service is seen, not because of anything you have done, but because of the supernatural at work in your life, there is your, there's a greater exchange, there's a greater value. Do you know that there are people that are being... Now, understand this now. This value can be exchanged sometimes. Sometimes it's appreciation. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes, I don't know how to... I hope I'm passing this message to somebody. Do you know that there are people that are doing less than what you are doing? No less than what you know. <laughs> have probably less degrees or less qualifications, but are being appreciated by means of salary or payment or whatever more than you. So what's happening? It's, it's, it's value. I hear what I'm saying. So God is expanding your value. Amen. Amen. Now, I don't know if you can remember 
um, remember when we were teaching, uh, when uh, Pastor Chibuzo gave us an MIT training and he was telling us something about um, excellence and professionalism. And when we're talking about professionalism, we talked about three levels. So what's level one? Can I remember? When we're talking about what defines or what a professional is. Number, number one is what? Knowledge. Knowledge. Can you remember? Knowledge. What, what, what do we use to qualify someone as a professional? We said knowledge. Knowledge. What's the next one? We talked about competence. So knowledge is what you know. What you know. That was the basic, uh, basic um, way to qualify or like a characteristics of someone that you will say is a professional. Then number two, we said competence. Competence. Competence is what you do. What you do. Ability. Skill. All right? And the next level is um, delivery. I mean, how you do what you do. So these are the things that identify uh, a professional. All right? Then at the level of delivery and design of how you do what you do, how you do what you do is talking about the excellence you add to it, customer service, you know, these are the things that identify a professional. And at a certain level of delivery, what differentiates professionals? And if you remember, you know, one of the things that we said is that at the level of competence and, and doing what you know to do, when you have challenges, what happens? How do you solve problems? You know, you have to do what? You have to come back to the level of what? Knowledge. Do we understand? So the foundation of a professional, the foundation is knowledge. Because they, as you go in your doing, what you know, in your area of competence, probably as an engineer or as a, as a doctor, you will see, meet new problems. You meet new uh, issues. You meet new opportunities. And how you can correct problems, maximize new opportunities, will be going back to what? Knowledge. All right? And that's why we say we have a problem with uh, GCE, alternative to practicals. Eh? <laughs> because practicals is what is at the level of competence. It's at the level of using what you know to do something. You know, but GCE, they say alternative to practicals. How can you have alternative to practicals? If it's not practical, it's not practical. All right? Now, bringing this back home, and this is the challenge we have in the church. You know, many of us believers have jumped into practicals. We have jumped into the, place a lot of emphasis on, on competence, on healing, on, uh, we want to see the power of God move. There's nothing wrong with that. We want to see, we talk about prosperity. We talk about Basically, practicalization of what we know. But the truth is, the truth is, as believers, we must, we must keep loading ourselves with knowledge. Do we understand? The believer is called to know. Tell your neighbor, the believer is called to know. To know. Paul says that I may know him. The believer is called to know. You know, I found out that there's a, there's a trouble in church. Many people just know what they know, right? And try and, they, they try and work, 
their own work i don't know how to put it to match what they know now it's a problem the way it's supposed to be is we grow in knowledge and our knowledge produces actions amen now this is the mindset of the scripture that we've been talking about in ephesians you know you know paul in his letter is letting them know who they are is letting them know where they are seated the believer is meant to dwell on his position and that position produces his progress do we understand regardless of the challenges a believer faces where is it to run to is to run back to knowledge not to try and do something that's what we're talking about when we're talking about seat do we understand seat i'm going to read from ephesians chapter 1 ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 new king james the bible says that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the word knowledge of him this is the responsibility this is this is this is us as believers to understand our place to keep on knowing that is that's our responsibility it says the, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened that you may what know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places amen this is how it is and this is the understanding that the believer works with you know in 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 life we are taught the other way we are taught to end things do you understand you go through school for four or five years to get a certificate you are told that um, in education you are taught about cause and effects do you understand you don't just arrive at somewhere without any doings without any um without anything but when you come to church you come to standpoint church and they tell you believe amen we tell you about your position it's it's like an oxymoron and that's why you need to keep hearing this gospel it needs to be the greatest thing that you hear it needs to make it needs to it needs to be the greatest thing that enters into your mind and your system because we are taught we are taught to earn we are taught to do to get we are taught inputs and outputs but you come to Ephesians. let's look at Ephesians chapter Look, look, look at Ephesians chapter 3. It says, Blessed be the God of, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah. We, the only institution that, uh, that exemplifies or tries to exemplify what our work is as believers is the marriage institution. Hallelujah. The day that you are married, you are given a marriage certificate. Without any, without any assurance of whether it's going to work or it's not going to work. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are given a marriage certificate. That doesn't happen anywhere. 
through all your schooling, through any institution, nobody will give you certificate on your day one. You have to work for it. But in marriage, you get your marriage certificate from day one. Now, that is the, that is the mindset of us as believers. We are, we, are, we are perfected and we are going on to perfection. I don't know whether you get it. So in marriage, you are certified. <laughs> you are certified. You have said your vows. And you are giving your certificate. You are married. Go and, go and be... You are married. Go and be doing the marriage. <laughs> we are saying you are qualified. We are saying that you are perfected. We are saying that you are righteous. We are saying this is your position. Do you understand what we are saying? That's what, that's what we are saying. That's what the Bible is telling the believer. That's what God wants the believer to understand. Why? Because you are in Christ. Tell anybody, you are in Christ. Now look at this. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 from 6 to 9. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, okay, let's look at, let's look at from verse 4. He said, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive unto, with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Alright, so he made us alive with Christ. How? He raised us up together. Alright? And he made us what? Sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I am seated with Christ. In heavenly places. Hallelujah. This is the revelation that every believer must, must work with. I am seated with Christ. I am seated with Christ. And because I am in Christ, I therefore understand that I what died with him. I was buried with him. And I was raised with him. And I am seated with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this, this, this honor and this coronation that was done must be the highest thing that is on your mind. It must be your first response to every issue in life. Hallelujah. Tell anybody it must be your first response. That's our position. I, I want to stretch the sons of, of Skiva as I'll be waiting. The sons of Skiva. He <laughs> said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? If you are you, what were what you saying? What were you doing in that position? Let me introduce myself. That's what they should have said. Do you understand? It was an opportunity. He says, who are you? But guess what? They said, I come in the name of I cast you in the name of Christ who Paul preaches. No revelation. No personal revelation. All they were saying was what who Paul preaches. I cast you out in, in the name of Jesus by which Dr. Phil preaches. Alright? And Dr. Phil is not there when these challenges come. Paul was not with those guys now. That's why they dealt with them. 
And like what Reverend Tende was telling us, life situations, it doesn't have to be a demon. Some life situations are even stronger than demons. Ask those that stay on the island. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> some life situations are... So life situations are asking some of you, who are you? Just like those demons were asking, who are you? It was an opportunity to say, I am a son of God. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if you don't have a revelation of your position in Him, I mean, you would, you, life situations will be slapping you left and right. Hallelujah. He says, We are seated with Him. And the fact that we are seated tells us that we went through the victory of his death, of his burial, and of his resurrection. Hallelujah. So the victory of our sin, we have it. The stripes, why he was, why he was, he was, he was, he was, he died for us on the cross. He brings our healing. We have it. Everything that came with his burial and his resurrection is working for us because we are seated with Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are hid in Christ. As Christ is hid in God. Hallelujah. That's why we believe we have faith. Because we were in him. So when he died, we died. When he was buried, we were buried. When he was raised, we were raised with him. And when he was seated, we seated with him. Hallelujah. We were coronated. Hallelujah. This, is, this must be... This must be your highest mindset life is going to throw many questions at you throw many situations at you you must introduce yourself hallelujah introduce yourself introduce yourself jesus you think you think that the devil when he tempted you you think he didn't know who who he was the devil knew who he was but it's not knowledge of you that is important. The sons of Skiva, I'm, I'm not sure they knew whether those guys uh, had personal revelation or not. They are not. Demons are not that wise. Let's not give them too much honor. Pastor Phil said that one of the greatest characteristics of demons is that they are very obedient. They even negotiate. Remember those demons that Jesus told uh, to go to yeah, they just cast them out, negotiated. Say, Baba, I beg, can we just go into swines <laughs> instead? You know why? Because they like they like um, they like being inside something. They don't just like to be left alone. <laughs> it's the truth. They they like so. Like Jesus wants to change our ministry. So say, okay, can we go into the swines? But they are very obedient. Do we understand? So when they were asking. Who are you? It was an opportunity to introduce yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I believe those, those, those demons with those sons of Sceva did not know. Devil is not that wise. Oh. He's not that wise. But he will test. So he's from his engagement with you. His negotiations with you. Those thoughts in your head. It's with those thoughts that he will know whether you have a personal revelation of your position and who you are in Christ. That's why they ask, "Who are you?" I don't. Did, and 
And I'm sure they were like, oh, this, this thing just, we just thought that. You know, understand when you, 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 you pick a book and you, re- you read how to fly and you did not read how to land. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they're like, we didn't expect this one. We just thought that it would be the way Jesus does it and it will, it will just happen for us. Hallelujah. You must constantly walk with the revelation of who you are in Christ. Like I was saying, it's not about it's not what it's not about what people think about your revelation of Christ. It's not about what the devil thinks. But it's about what you, your revelation of who you are in Christ. That is what is important. I hear what I'm saying. If devil will still go ahead to tempt Jesus. You think he won't come after you? I hear what I'm saying. I remember, like I said, the devil is not, is not that wise. I know he's wise, but he's not that wise. Because the Bible says he is seeking for whom to devour. Why does he have to seek? It means that there are not many people that he can devour. I don't know whether you understand that. The Bible says he seeks. Like it says, he, like a roaring lion, seeking for whom to what? Devour. He's seeking. He has, to, he has to search for believers who don't know who they are in Christ. Hallelujah. And when he seeks, how do you respond to those situations? What's your response? Is it from a place, like I said, for the professional? Every challenge that you have, every problem you have, you have to go back to the place of where knowledge, the foundation knowledge who am i my position what has the word said about me for instance somebody sent me a text they had a dream about my wife one one negative dream like that but greater is he that is in me than he that is against us that's my response because there's always a temptation you know there are various situations about this is i'm saying but this is the principle this is this is a core principle for us believers. This thing we're talking about, this sitting, sit, walk, stand. There are situations in our lives that will come to us and our natural re- reaction will be to do. That's what he was trying to get me to do. So, I'm, I'm, okay, this is, I want to begin to do. Do you understand? You want to begin to, what do I do about this? I need to wake up now and pray. Now that's me relying on my action that's that should not be my first step my first step is who am i who am i what's my position do we understand i am seated with christ in heavenly places it's a place of rest hallelujah you know there's a way we have been brought up and unfortunately for us we are in africa and we have so exalted demons and the work of the devil that many of us are afraid of the devil more than we even believe in the work of Christ. It's the truth. I mean, you don't believe. Let me give you an example. A babalao and a pastor <laughs> are coming. <laughs> I've, I've told you. I mean, you understand now. You don't understand. <laughs> 
everything. Who will make you take off first? I say you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so we've exalted, and it's the same thing with the with with with, with sin. We have exalted sin more than the more than the work of the cross. We have exalted sin more than the work of the cross. People come, people tell me this. I mean, people keep questioning the gospel. The truth is, you do not have enough revelation of the sacrifice on the cross. Amen. Amen. Look at what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter two, verse ten. It says, "For we are His workmanship." You know, sometimes when you see things in the Bible, I, it's revelation. We need to read it with revelation. Because the truth is, if we truly believe these things, we will not struggle. Hallelujah. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Where were you created? In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, Christ is my environment. I want that to sink in. Say it again. Say, Christ is my environment. I am in Christ. Say it again. Christ is my environment. I am in Christ. Nothing can pluck me out of his hands. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that he is able to save us to the uttermost. Still in verse 10, it says, which God had prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. We need to have this understanding that we are in Christ. That is our position. That's our, it's not just our position, that's our location. Amen. Imagine that this is your consciousness. This is your revelation that you are working with. Whatever life throws at you, you come from that place of, I am seated with Christ. You come from that place of my position in Christ. Because you see, all these situations, they're throwing doubts, they're throwing fears at your mind, and you begin to doubt, you begin to, you begin to give in, you begin to have unbelief. But you must always, always, your first response must be who you are in Christ. Your first response must be that you are seated with Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who are you? Tell your neighbor, who are you? get the response hallelujah what did they say christianity does not begin with a big do it begins with a big done christianity does not begin with a big do it begins with a big word done hallelujah tell neighbor it is done tell neighbor it is done it's not due. Amen. For your health, for any area of your life, right living, it must come from that place of assurance that it is done. The old man of sin was crucified on the cross. Is that revelation? Is that revelation that gives you a righteous right living that you are the righteousness of god in christ hallelujah that's how you birth it out amen 
when you understand that in his salvation in the salvation plan your health was taken care of your finances was taken care of your family was taken care of so in all that we do we go back to what the cross amen amen all that we live is past tense as believers the bible did not say it did not say that we will sit with him the bible did not say that we'll be raised with him the bible did not say that we'll be buried with him the bible says we have been amen we look towards the cross we come from the cross amen those before the cross were looking to the cross abraham moses and the rest but we will look to the cross for therein our victory lies amen the bible says thanks be unto god who leads us always in triumph why does the bible talk with so much so much audacity why does the bible talk with so much assurance because it's a victory that has been won hallelujah many of you are looking at me and you're just wondering you see i learned something this last week about learning learning is the willingness to to change beliefs you know at this stage let me look for the exact definition at this stage of our lives many of us already know things is that true this is not giant and pillars <laughs> learning is the willingness to challenge existing beliefs so every time you are hearing something you know what's happening you're not necessarily accommodating it you are you are having negotiations <laughs> with what you already know like the knowledge you already have is you are you are you are processing a new information with knowledge you already have so what is learning learning is the willingness to accept or to change already existing beliefs amen amen so i want you to know that we are coming from a place where it is done amen we're coming from a place where it is finished this is our position for every challenge i'll say it again for every challenge for every challenge this is our position this is our po- for every challenge you're having challenges in relationship you're having challenge with uh health you're having challenge on the job having challenge finances this is our position let's learn and that was why i shared that testimony er- earlier let's learn to put the word to work when we are faced with challenges when we are faced with circumstances don't allow circumstances to beat you back to your mind to beat you back to logic where you're trying to figure things out by yourself whatever challenges you let's be like a toothpaste has life presses you what should come out is the supernatural has life presses you what should come out is the word of god at work in you let's challenge life with the word of god victory the victory has come i hear what i'm saying we are not working for victory we are working from victory hallelujah hallelujah you don't need you don't need you don't need to you don't need to you don't need to you don't need to you, you cannot you cannot even qualify for this thing we are talking about on your own amen and this is the mistake we have made in the church you know people come into church or when we are we are preaching to them we tell them jesus loves you 
has done everything for you. You know, it's all good. <laughs> you know, but you're not coming to the church. You even tell them you can't do salvation, you cannot earn it. There's nothing. In fact, you tell them that you are condemned already if you don't, if you don't accept this thing. You know, when I come into church, into this God that loves you so much, then you are not trying to please Him. You are now, you now start telling you to do this and to do that. Not from a place of it has been done, but from a place where you are trying to attain, from a place where you are trying to. You are trying to qualify to a, a standard. I mean, this God that loved me so much that I was even born with the nature of sin. Sometimes I wonder how many, how come we were able to believe that really that Adam's sin came upon us? How did we even believe that? How, no, no, really, how did we even believe that? I mean, we're not, we're adding, why? How come we just believe that? You believe that, you believe that all of us are just sinners. Man is all have sinned. We believed it. Is that right? Do we not believe it? And we believed it without a struggle. Adam, that we don't even know before. We don't even know how he looks. We don't. We just believe that Adam's sin came upon him. I think all believers just know that this guy is the one that caused all the suffering. It's so easy for us to believe that. And sometimes I just wonder. So why can we not believe that by one sacrifice, in the same way, that by one man's sacrifice that we have forever been saved that by one man's sacrifice our salvation our health our finances every issue has been taken care of and now we are talking about god coming into flesh we're not just talking of another man like adam praise god coming to pay the sacrifice forever for us what an investment. You think God is not careful about his investments? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need, to, we need to understand this thing. Let me, let me, let me try and uh, talk about this sin. You need to understand that sin is a nature. Before it is, it is a noun, like a nature before it is a verb. Do we understand this? We need to, that needs to sinking and that is why you accepted that what adam did came on us because it was in nature do we understand this so it was not about what you did or what you did not do it was a nature all right now that nature produces the verb the nature of sin produces sinning do we understand now when you become a believer you have put on christ the bible says all things have all things have passed away and behold what all things have become what new behold all things have become new that is now a new nature of course as a believer you have your spirit you have a soul and you live in a body so your the human spirit is regenerated recreated but the the body is still the same and the mind needs to be what renewed hallelujah that's why the bible talks about what renewing what the mind so the old nature 
has created a nurture. So you're wondering why is it that somebody with a new nature sometimes still manifests some things that do not represent the new nature. It's because the old nature has nurtured the mind for a while. Do we understand what I'm saying? Remember we talked about when Dr. Phil talked about the factory and the soap. The factory has produced soap. The factory has been destroyed, but the soap is still in town. <laughs> They're still selling it on market. But it's just a matter of time. As we keep renewing the mind, not by strength, but from nature. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because from the point of that we are seated with Christ, you would see that the nurture will begin to respond to the new nature. Do we understand this thing? It's very, it's very important that you get this core. Look at what the Bible says in Hebrews. I'm going to round off with this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. So every time you see the old, I, don't, I won't say nature, I'll say the old nurture. What do you do? You run back to knowledge. You run back to basis. You run back to a reminder of who you are. You run back to what? Nature. You don't try to do. Tell anybody, don't try to do. You don't nurture, nurture with nurture. <laughs> you nurture, nurture by nature. The software has changed. <laughs> but the laptop is old. <laughs> of course, these are not best descriptions. I know some of you want to extend the description in your mind. Okay, calm down. This is just an example. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Hebrews 12. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the rate that is set before us. Amen. How do you lay aside the sin that easily ensnares us? How do you run? Because we're not saying, okay, you're not going to do anything as a believer. You're just going to sleep. No. There's something we call response, responsibility. But we call it responsibility. In other words, in life, we respond according to the ability we have by our position. Amen. Amen. Do you understand? And this is when you are focused on your position, your responsibility increases. Do you get what I'm saying? So how do you how do you how do you lay aside every weight, and and the sin that is laid And how do you run the race that is set before us? I'm asking you. It's not a, it's not part of the message. <laughs> Come on, I like that. Verse two is verse two. It's not by struggling with the weight. It's not by struggling with the sin. It's not by all the motivation that you try by yourself. Right? It's not by writing, I won't do it again. <laughs> like Dr. Phil will say, say, Father Lord, if I do it again, kill me. <laughs> it never works. <laughs> never works. <laughs> How? 
by looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I like this. What does this mean? It means that Jesus is not just loving us and saying, oh, come to me as the author. But he's the one that sees us till it finishes. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he, he, he is able to save us to the uttermost. To the uttermost. Hallelujah. God is able to keep you to the uttermost. Amen. Amen. See, if, 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 if this walk was a my, my walk, eh, I don't think people will be taking risk eh, to go to China inside coffin to go and preach. If it's just a, I don't know that you under, I, I don't know that you've thought of this thing. What is the essence of being a missionary? What is the essence of going all that extra mile? If, if we just feel that this work is just a work we can, it's not, I mean, we can just lose it like that. How? That means there's no need now. <laughs> but the one in whom we have believed is interceding for us and he able to save us to the uttermost. Hallelujah. So how do we do it? Verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. He's the one that authored your faith. You, can, you could have not even come to God if he did not call you. Are you hearing me? Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. When you have challenges in life, I want you to know that because you were in Christ, when there are issues that you are facing, know that because you were in Christ, that he has endured that cross for you. I hear what I'm saying? You are in him. So when he was enjoying that cross, you were there with him. Despising the shame. Therefore, you can despise the shame because you were in him. I hear what I'm saying? Because you are in him. And he has sat down at the right hand of God. You are seated at the right hand of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a place of authority. This is what we tell believers. And this is what Dr. Fido, this is why you tell your children. We tell them who they are. Who you are. Sometimes we get people do this, do this, don't do this, don't do it. No, we tell you who you are. Tell them that you're a person, you're someone of value. You are righteous. You are holy. You are healed. Amen. You are certified. You are qualified. You are heaven bound. This empowers you. Amen. This is a license. It's not a license to sin. Amen. It's a license to live well. It's an empowerment to live well. It's an empowerment. Pastor Phil told us, and the Bible tells us, walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Amen. You have been called worthy. Walk worthy of that calling. Amen. Hallelujah. You have been called worthy. Walk worthy of that calling. You are valuable. Amen. You are righteous. And right living comes out. You are healed. You are whole. And healing comes out of it. Hallelujah. You are prosperous already. He says for our sakes. He was made poor that we may become rich. Hallelujah. This is our position. No experience should change it. No challenges should change it. No situation or condition should change it. No matter what it is. 
no matter what it is i mean no matter what it is not bigger than the sacrifice and the work of of christ on the cross i hear what i'm saying this is your default setting tell anybody this is your default setting amen anytime any challenges hold you down any issue what do you do with your phone you take it back to what default settings and i've told you no matter the challenge no matter the things that come against us in life we have to go back to that place of knowledge that place of who we are in christ that we are seated in heavenly places that place of our position that place of rest not that place of trouble not that place of worry that place of you are trying to meet up you are trying to you are trying to uh do you're trying to please you're trying to know from a place of position your progression is better hallelujah from a place of position your experiences are changing amen hold on to your position hold on to your position amen hold on to that revelation about who you are in the world let the word work put the word to work put the word to work keep staying under under position the bible says so mightily grew the word that it prevailed when you when the knowledge and the revelation of who you are in christ grows when that knowledge of your position in christ grows you will see that it will prevail over every situation amen so what you should what you should focus on is the revelation of the word increasing in that place of the word amen not trying to meet up by your efforts by doing tell anybody it has been done tell anybody it has been done you have arrived that's why you begin to journey it's an assurance what what greater assurance do we need you have arrived that's why we begin to journey hallelujah let's bow our heads and thank god for the word that we've received tonight thank you jesus this concludes this message thank you for listening and for more information about the standpoint church visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.